0: This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another Wednesday evening. Stream, live stream going out there. Oh, I see it. it's on Facebook. so that's good. Yeah, so uh, you know every Wednesday evening, 5:30 Pacific time, we get together here in Zoom and uh, let's talk about shower doors, shower door business, all things, shower, door, and glass related. So uh, you're welcome to join us here in Zoom. Uh, I see there's a couple people in the waiting room right now. I'm gonna let them in. And uh, you can find the link there in uh, the Facebook Professionals group under the description. And uh, come on into the room and let's chat. I see there's Billy Britt. I see there's Ellie Ben. How's it going, bro? Fine. Well, how are you? Of course, Steve, Tim, Bill Dobman, all the regulars are here. So yeah, me and Bill were just chatting for a minute before we started up here. Uh, He was asking me about how I'm um, procuring customers. And, uh, you know, I'm fortunate because just, you know, a micro company out here, pretty small. Don't have to get that many customers, um, you know, to stay really busy, but um, you know, a number of years back, I uh, hired a guy, I'm in mean, a networking group, actually, or was, kind of kind of let that, that go here over this past year or so, but I was a member of a business networking group for many years, and we had a guy who joined the, the group who was a website guy, you know, and so his specialty was search engine optimization, and uh, I decided uh-huh. to you know, hire him. I had a website that I just built myself. Uh, You know, one of my hobbies was just uh, doing some HTML and I was into that for for quite a while until it just got so, so complicated and crazy that I just couldn't keep up anymore. And uh, so I decided to hire this guy and have him just kind of do an overhaul on my website. He did a great job. I mean, he, you know, modernized it, got it to where it it worked really well on all the different formats, you know, because nowadays... Your website's got to look good on on a, a you know mobile phone. It's got to look good on an iPad. It's got to look good on a desktop. So, whatever device somebody's logging in from, they've got to you know have a good experience with your website. So, he was able to do that, and uh, and more than that, even, he was able to um, do the search engine optimization that made my website you know really show up high in the rankings whenever somebody was searching for, you know, my service in my area. And so as a result of that, I mean, I really haven't had to do a whole lot of of marketing. When people search um, for shower doors in Santa Cruz County, uh, you know, my website pops up, they call us and uh, then once they call in, then they're in our trap, you know, and just reel them in, you know. But, uh, that's the key, you know, is just getting them to, to call you in the first place. So, uh, I, uh, do some, you know, some advertising on Facebook, you know, I'm not very much, a few hundred bucks a month I put into to advertising on Facebook. Um, but other than that, I really don't, don't run any real ads. So <clears throat> that's kind of my experience with that, but, uh, curious but the rest of you guys, you know, how how do you go about marketing yourself? How do you find customers? Do you need to advertise at all? Do you have uh, do you have you know just signs on your truck that can get people to call?
1: What are you doing? Fire away, guys!
2: Right. I'll say that we. Uh... We're, we're pretty similar in what we do. I've, I've said before on here, we don't do a ton of advertising. Um, our longevity is, you know, my biggest benefit. Um, sorry if anybody screamed in the background. <laughs> my life this time of night. Um, it's, uh, it's more, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky because of the longevity. We had a company that was kind of built as a glass shop that I got to use, you know, those relationships uh, but it started with just me, so I didn't need a lot. Kind of like you, Chris, I needed enough to keep myself busy in a crew. And then slowly we built that to, you know, a couple of salesmen, a few crews. Now we've got, you know, kind of a, a front face person know we, we're moving around. But it's, uh, I would say really the only advertising we do is some local, you know, stuff with our, with our local schools, Uh, We've done a little bit of radio advertising because we do have a heavy influx of folks from outside of our area moving in. Um, So those are folks that the longevity may not mean quite as much to. Uh, So our shower door business has been a big part of that portion. Um, But it's word of mouth is huge for us. I mean, that's getting into the areas and around our town uh, where we want to create that, hey, come look and see what I just got kind of thing is the biggest thing for us Um, and finding out those contractors. So. Advertising-wise, it's it's I try to keep it pretty minimal, if I can, um, but if I were to travel to a new area where my brand had no pull, then I would have to dive into that more uh, with what's going to be the best best way to go about that. So it's, it's an interesting thought, but my situation, I'm sure, is very different from a lot of other guys uh, with how I kind of started it and not having to build the brand, per se, just building the brand inside the brand, so...
1: I guess the question I'd have, Billy, is are you looking to grow it any bigger? And then, and then how much advertising would you do or would you wait until you have enough staff to be able to handle more influx of business?
2: So that's a constant discussion right now for us. Uh, it's more, it's the, it's the battle of we're at capacity currently with who we're running, you know, crew-wise, um, can we get more guys trained to do that? Do I have more space? Because uh, our physical space is limited, and where we've been for a while. Uh, so we've, you know, where there's always always discussion over new space, uh, spreading that out, then trying to find guys. So it's it's a it's a it's the old battle of we're running heavy now. How do we address that? Um, don't want to take away from other things we do because we're not doing just showers um so it's a that's a great question uh but i don't have an immediate answer to it and the 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 current battle like i know a lot of guys are dealing with is if i sell more how do i do more um and i'm not advertising right now i would say i I don't put a lot of effort into my shower sales i don't try hard to sell showers Um, and i'm fortunate about that i i I will admit that um and we always talk about what if we did try really hard to sell showers What if I was going and having, you know, meetings every week to try to bring in contractors or I was uh, pushing the residential market heavier? What would happen? So to answer your question, it's that, you know, weighing out what's most important. How much do we want to grow? How much can we sell versus how much can we do? Um, You know, I'm sure you've looked at that uh, over the years quite a few times. Um,
1: All the time. All the time. And that's why I ask. Yeah. Because you seem to be the... You know, I look at, at Chris and Steve and, and they're at the beginning ends, or, you know, Chris is where he wants to be. Steve is gonna be an up and comer cause he's, you know, he's still got a full-time job but he wants to grow and it, and it may not be immediate. You're above that level. So, and I've been at that same level and I've had those discussions. You know, uh, how many guys do we have? If I bring on more business, can I afford a, a sales guy on the road? How much advertising can I do? And I guess the bottom line is, how much do you want to grow your business? And then you base it all around that. Do you want to grow? Or are you making a good living at what you're doing and you just want to be good at what you're doing? Or do you want to grow so that you can cash out at a bigger number later on? I mean, isn't that what it's all about at some point? Yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's, it's battling the, um, how much time am I spending currently? How much time do yeah. I want where am I at in life? You know, I've got I've got two little ones that spending time with them is kind of the you know the most important thing, um, but providing for them is equally important. Um, sure. Growing and having the motivation to do so uh, that's a that's a huge part of it. Is that some days you feel a lot more pumped up about that than others. Um, so it's it's a it's a question that I talk about it to myself constantly. I'm talking about with with folks in our business constantly is. Where do we where do we want to be a year? We this is a I mean this is just regurgitating the same information we talked about before. Where do we want to be in 12 months? Where do we want to be in you know five years? Where do we want to be in 10 years? And figuring that out. So it's a constant discussion. Yeah. It's just it seems like right now every time I feel like we're moving into bringing guys in and training them. Uh, it's that's a that's a really hard battle right now. So, but I don't have the training set up. Kind of like, you know, some of the stuff I've seen you do, Bill, where it's, you know, you're bringing guys in, you have that training in-house, ready to roll. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. have that, you know, and I'm sure you didn't when you were
1: running three crews
2: of guys, you know. So uh, it's, no. it's step by step in the process.
1: So. And it's things you learn as you grow. But, you know, our ideas of growing are going to be different than yours and everybody else on this group. Everybody has their own idea where they want to be in the future. And then how do you want to shape that? You know, I mean, I'm getting to the point now is I want to try and back out, but I know that I've got two boys that can continue growing it. And I just want to do the fun start. You know, I like doing this and, and meeting people. Uh, so Chris and I were talking early that he, I don't know if he understands the reach that this program has. I got a call the other day from San Antonio and that's where I brought Steve's name up. Uh, Lacey Bell called me. That She listens to the show every week, but she can't on Wednesday nights because like like you, Billy's got little ones that she's got to put to bed and get ready. And it just interferes with her time. But they always find the time to listen during the week. And I think there's a lot of guys out there to do that. And then everybody has to figure out, do you want to grow? Do you want to stabilize? Do you want to get rid of your non-profitable part of the business? Maybe it's doing quarter inch cabinet mirrors that, I mean, cabinet windows and glass it's not profitable um so everybody has to figure out what their niche is what they're good at what they want to do and where they can grow and that's what i was talking to chris about this this is a very valuable forum that he's got and i really love seeing new faces on here all the time it's really cool and um that's why i'm looking forward to GlassBuild too to meet other people in person and, and talk to them now so chris started talking about marketing and so you're in a, a position where you bought a business that's got the brand, but there's other guys and I see Brandon just popped on and I don't know what Tim does for marketing or Elvin, but it, it'd be good to know what each person does to marketing. And maybe there's something that would work better in our market if you need more business right now. I think we're all blessed. We don't really need more business. We want more business, but it doesn't mean we need it. So, some guys think that this is is good, gives them a little break, and they can take some vacation time. but i was just interested, like Chris and I were talking what are you doing for what are you doing for advertising or if you wanted to step on the throttle, so to speak, what would be your first go to
0: yeah, hey, how about um Hello, ben you know we haven't we, have, we haven't heard that much from you, you know uh you're kind of newer
3: to the to the group you want to talk a little bit about that sure um for us it really depends so we have a formula you know what's really our capacity at the moment so for example like uh today uh we got a um, uh a mansion that has 15 bathrooms staircases mirrors you know it's a really big uh project but they're not going to be ready until two months uh from now So we always look at what is our capacity at the moment. So how many installers we have, how many uh, production we can keep up. Usually we have, you know, an overproduction. So that's not really the problem. Our problem is, you know, how many installers can we uh, send out? There can be some projects where, you know, it may take, you know, a day or two, or maybe can take a week. So what we do is we will try to project, you know, how, where our capacity is gonna be in the next week, two weeks, a month, two months. So that way we can uh, run promotions, for example. And if we run promotions, then you know we can maybe do a discount on an anti-spot treatment or low iron glass. So that is just going to um, kind of regulate how much work we are gonna have as far as the marketing aspect, um, so we have a person that works on our website full-time. So I'll, I'll probably bet that we have the largest website in the country. I may, I may be <laughs> exaggerating, but I think our content and the number of pictures that we have, videos and everything, I haven't seen any website that has as much content. So I think that uh, of itself brings a lot of... Um, of uh, website presence um we also do uh, google ads um we have done uh, shows but in my opinion the shows haven't really worked for us that much uh, but that's pretty much what we do as far as marketing and i guess the quality of our work really speaks on their own and that's what you know really brings us a lot of business repeat customers
0: mm-hmm. excellent so when you're, um, when you're doing promotions, what are you using? Are you using, like, Google ads? Are you doing Facebook ads? Are you doing both?
3: Well, when we do promotions, it's really from the customers that already contacted us. So it just takes, you know, uh, doing some follow-up and say, hey, you know, we're running this promotion this month, and, you know, would you like to take uh, advantage of that? So, you know, when you're quoting uh, Jobs Today, sometimes – you have a pool of customers that are not gonna be ready you know, for the next uh, few weeks or months. So you can contact those customers and let them know that you're gonna have a promotion. And many times they're willing to give a deposit payment for work that is to be done. So that way you know what your capacity is again and kind of make a projection on where you're at and you kind of regulate you know, where you're at and be able to keep up with the demand and supply, I guess
0: so you're doing like kind of some direct marketing just reaching out directly to potential customers
3: yeah those are customers that already contacted us so we really don't spend any money doing that oh, yeah i like that
0: hey how about brandon and Castro? i mean i know you guys are like animals when it comes to your marketing you got chance Foreman over there doing crazy stuff what do you guys do mostly
4: uh, I would say the majority of our stuff is Google ads. we found uh, a way, an ad, uh, we have an ad out there that works for all of our locations. It, it literally has produced a lot of money off the ads that we have. Um, and we don't, we don't throw a lot of money in a lot of different areas until we start getting stale in an area that can't grow. Like, like Google, once it starts slowing down and you're not getting, you're not consistently getting more and more leads, but once Google loves your ad, they're going to keep pushing it and they're going to keep pushing it to the top. Um, like today, I just went over it and that I, the, it tells you if, you if you spend this much amount of money with your ad, you're going to get this many more leads and you can spend, I mean, there is, they, they're, they're asking to spend $400 a day right now with us to get a ton of leads, but it's just way too much. Like we don't need it. Like we're consistent right now. We're growing. Um, we're, we have, we're like hockey sticking right now with growth in Phoenix. So we really don't need, need too much more work, but we keep our ads on and what we do is we'll raise our prices because you don't want your, we don't want to slow the ads down because then you mess up the algorithm and everything. So we keep the ads going and we just raise our prices to naturally try to slow down a little bit. But in this market, it really doesn't work um, that much. I mean, you can kind of slow down a little bit and you lose some, but people are just buying anything. So Um, I've messed around with home advisor. I, I, I used to use home advisor a lot until it turned to garbage, um, and all the leads and everything just started becoming crap and you have to be licensed in Arizona and they were allowing unlicensed people on there and giving leads. And it just, it didn't make sense. And Mm -hmm. you, you couldn't get refunded on repairs when you're not even advertising for repairs. And it was just a battle. You needed like a full-time person just managing that stuff, um, to make sure you weren't overspending. But, uh, the majority of our stuff is Google. Uh, we have a huge contractor and designer base out here in, in Phoenix. Um, I would say the majority of our work is contracting through some of the bigger builders out here. Um, and then our Google stuff is mainly just, uh, retail stuff. And then we will pick up builders here and there off Google, but that's, that's pretty much kind of what we do. We're getting, we're getting into some YouTube ads, YouTube's going to YouTube good, um, mm probably the next best thing that's out there right now because it's still inexpensive to kind of get into youtube but it's just tricky with the type of content that you need to come up with for ads for youtube to keep people interested and click on your ad so
0: yeah you got to be a little more creative right
4: and there's companies out there that you can pay a lot of money to,
0: <laughs>
4: the video to tell you what type of videos they need created and stuff but you're talking Lots of money, sixty thousand dollars, for example, for one company just to create—I forget what it is—twenty videos or something. But um, that's what they do; they specialize in it. And as Bill knows it, it I mean, whatever you put in, as long as you know you're going to your ROI is going to be good, you can put a million dollars in advertising if you're going to make five million dollars off it. It doesn't matter how much you spend if you can get the ROI on it. So
0: that's right. You know, as long as you're getting that return on investment. Yeah. But I mean, you mentioned something, you know, that, that I think is worth um, circling back to. And it's, you know, when you start to get too busy, how do you, um, how do you slow things down? Because it's like your, your vehicle needs an accelerator, but it also needs a brake pedal. And a good method for, for managing that is, um, is your pricing, right? You can always uh, raise your pricing a little bit and kind of slow things down. If you need to that way, that's an important part of marketing because not only do you have to promise people stuff, but you have to keep your promises. Yep. And and if you're not able to do that, then, you know, um, then pretty soon it's going to come back to bite you.
4: Yeah. So, you know, and it's like every year comes along in the beginning of each year when we go over our stuff and it's like, you know what, we've grown We've had tremendous growth and it's like but growth is good and your top dollar is cool to see that you you've grossed millions of dollars but really what matters is your bottom line um you can make five million dollars and have a sh- crappy profit margin and you can make a million dollars and and uh have a great profit margin that you made more than if you gross five million dollars you know depending on your profit so every year we go over is it, like, okay, well, instead of, we naturally grow, right? But instead of trying to grow your top dollar, let's work on our bottom dollar. Like let's work on the net profits. Let's get those up because if we can raise those 3%, 5%, um, that's, I mean, that's the money that you're making, you're bringing home, you're able to put back into the business and grow it and keep that, but um, naturally you're going to grow. And what happens when you grow fast is you have more mistakes and you make yourself even busier running around with mistakes. And, that just cuts into your profit margin a a lot with all those mistakes. So there is a give and a take to try to grow the right way and handle it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, the voice of experience right there. I mean, because it's like when you're starting out, you're looking at, you know, growing your business. You know, you've got a certain idea of how that's going to look and how that's going to work and what you need to do. But when you're in the midst of doing that, then you find out, you know, all the pitfalls that you really didn't, um, didn't anticipate. Yeah. And now you're, you're dealing with all those things too. Yeah, when, it's you're all in, part of nothing.
4: when you're in a busy market, I mean, it's easy to make money, right? When you're, when people are just coming to you just to get it done because there's no one else to go to and all that. But I tell people this all the time. Like when people are starting out and they're pricing shower doors, you can literally sell a shower door at your cost and just barely charge labor. And you can make a good living as long as you're busy because when it's a busy market, all you're doing is just, you're cash flowing, and you're, you're bringing in money every single job. But what the, the people don't realize is when the economy slows down or you start losing a little bit of jobs, well, you can't scale and grow that way because you're stealing Peter to pay Paul on every job, but you're, you're bringing in that cash, but when it slows down, then you have no reserves. You know, you're not able to put money away. You're not able to have those, uh, those safety nets. And, and that gets a lot of people in trouble when, when it's a busy market. And that's why you see so many people um, from last crash that go out of business. People start up, they're working out of their trucks, they don't have a shop, and then they disappear really fast, just as fast as they came
0: in. Yeah, So. Yep. that's right. Hey, how about you, Steve? What are you, what are you doing these days?
5: Well, I don't have a lot to add to this because um, pretty much like uh, Brandon was saying that you can't uh, can't get ahead of yourself and and uh, you end up having negative effects if you try to get too much work when you can't handle it. So, I uh, I pretty much just kind of grown organically. I've, I've done a little Facebook stuff here and there, but I've always just uh, the the few builders I've worked for. It kind of just the word spread, just word of mouth, and um, just everything I get is pretty pretty organic and. And that keeps me busy enough to where I uh, to where I need to be and, and still get what I need to get done without getting so bogged down that I start uh, losing relationships with the, with the people I work for so I really just uh, just kind of lay low and and, and and get what I got so that's about all I'm doing nothing nothing uh, groundbreaking
0: well I think and you, and you, you and I are in a pretty similar um, kind of category i would say and it's different you know for, for a little guy who's just you know a single installer or just one truck or even maybe two trucks or something like that i mean you can't go from there to where bill is you know or ellievin is you know i mean you've got to go through all of those stages or even brandon i mean brandon's pretty much killing it right now you know um but so for, you know, for Brandon to go to where Bill is, I mean, um, you know, he's more in, in a position to, to make that, that next leap, you know. Whereas guys like you and me, I mean, we just need to really um, kind of answer the phone, uh, show up, you know, right. be on time, do a good job, uh, you know, all those really basic things. Um, of course, those guys got to do that, too. I mean, you never get to stop doing that, but um, but you could. That's where you start and where you build on. I think Bill was about to say something.
1: I, I was going to ask Steve uh, something. I can't remember now, but I was going to follow <laughs> up know. on whatever his last. God, <laughs> ah! I was going to ask a question. It'll come back to me. I'm an old man, so I'll <laughs> talk about it. It'll come back to me.
0: Well, yeah, uh, I mean, we're, we're working our way around you anyway, Bill. So we're, you're going to be wrapping things up here, Brandon. What are you going to say?
4: I was going to say another thing is um, it really depends on what you want, right? Because people like you're happy doing what you do by yourself. You don't want employees. You're good doing that. Um, and there's a lot of guys out there like that that are happy doing that. Uh, and then um, there's guys that want to grow. That you know, but it really it really just depends on what you want. What what you want in life, what you know gets you going. So there's, there's all, all types. Like, first- Steve, I
1: remember. I remember. Oh, go ahead, Neil,
4: You remember. Go
5: ahead.
1: <laughs>
5: oh, so,
4: quick. Steve,
1: you're, you're a firefighter, right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, uh, uh, your schedule, are you on one 24 uh, hour shift and off 24, on and then off four days?
5: No, it's um, I'm on 24 and off 48.
1: On 24, off 48. So you run Mm -hmm. the the shower door business on your 48, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Do you take the weekends off or maybe work a little bit on Saturday and then rest the weekend Ah, off?
5: I I try not to unless it's a real pressing issue. But if I'm not at the station here on a a weekend, then I try not to do anything else.
1: Okay. Any other... When I started my business, I used a lot of firefighters uh, as installers. Perfect. And once I knew their schedule, I would get a team of guys on their days off and then another team of guys for their days off There was the opposite schedule. So I always had at least one crew available and they would rotate. Now they also ran the ambulance. So there was times that, that they had overtime. They had an ambulance called 10 minutes before shift end, and they had to go. But I always had that. And if you're going to grow your business, I would suggest that because firefighters they're, they're dependable really dependable most of the guys have a side gig of one or another whether it's finished carpentry painting something and i'll tell you the shower door business was perfect for them so it might be a good place for you to be growing your business with guys right from your own department or another fire department not far away
5: yeah yeah we've got uh, like i think 1700 firemen in san antonio so we got a we got a lot to choose from i just uh-
1: Oh my gosh!
5: Yeah, we've got 50 uh, in San Antonio. We've got 54 fire stations, so there's a lot oh, of guys. There's a lot of guys. Well,
1: we had three in my town when I started. Three fire stations, <laughs> but it Peter seemed like Jackson. I had. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. But yeah, I was thinking of how how he could grow, and man, he, he's got the potential there. Really got the potential.
0: Yeah, especially when you're already in, you know, as a firefighter, you've already got that kind of that tech um, that connection.
1: The other thing right. I want to follow up on, on Brandon's is that I one thing I did learn growing my business early is if I had too many contractors, that was not good. I had to have a mix of the residential homeowner stuff and contractors because of the cash flow. If you're doing an awful lot of business and they're all builders, your money is out there for a long time before you get collected, and you're taking a risk because basically they make you their banker; they don't yeah. pay you until they get paid. So Every you're taking a risk, and when
4: sorry to cut you off. Every contractor that we do work for, we they pay a deposit to us. Um, so yeah, we, we get that. But then we obviously wait 30 days net <clears throat> on top of that, so it is good to have cash flow. And you, it's funny because you can you can see the flows. It'll be like it'll be like every other month you're like blah 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 blah, and then it just goes and then it goes up a little bit, and then blah 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 blah, blah. and it, and you go through those flows with when you're heavy with contractors. And my biggest thing was. I wanted to get a good contractor base in the beginning, because that was going to be my platform to be able to build off of. And we did. And now that's why we flipped it and said, look, we're missing out on the retail market. Um, Let's kind of hit that hard. And that's what we've been hitting hard the last year and a half. So the retail market is actually what's kind of put us over the top lately. So,
1: Yeah. The retail market's where the money is. You're getting 50% deposit. You're getting your balance on completion. And as I said last week or two weeks ago, the homeowners are going to tell their friends, the builders aren't going to tell the other builders. You, yeah. If you're a good subcontractor, they want to keep it to themselves. Yeah. So
4: Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get referrals every now and then from, I mean, there's, you got those little click builders that have yeah. their fix, but um, yeah. what I would recommend is like, uh, I think it's a good happy medium because when the economy slows down, the homeowners aren't buying shower doors. It's the builders and, that are remodeling and stuff like that are keeping a lot of guys busy too. So we wanted kind of that happy medium and but definitely the retail customer that cash flow is is a good start
1: oh it's huge it's huge yeah
0: yeah you know and i also find that in some ways homeowners are are easier to work for um i mean it's a give and take of course you know but you know homeowners really look to you as being the expert um, they really have a tendency to defer to you, you know, they, they want to hear your opinion. A lot of times contractors, you know, they know everything, you know, and it's like, so, um, so they can be a little bit, a little bit harder to work for sometimes, you know, but, um, I know they, the, the supply of work that they provide and, you know, and if you, if you've got a contractor that pays, um, and you wouldn't be working for them if they didn't right then um you know that's a, a steady stream of income and I don't work for a whole bunch of contractors. I've just got kind of a handful that um that we do work for, but they're great they're great customers and I can um they pay pretty much like like homeowners do you know I get the deposit and then they're they're pretty prompt to pay you know so yeah that we
4: have we have a lot like that that pay. Um, The bigger ones obviously wait a little bit, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of the same thing. What I would, what I would say is like, it's not always about the biggest contractor out there that does the biggest, baddest houses because they don't do a lot of those houses. Most of the time they'll do a few a year or something like that. And it's cool. Eye candy to be able to do those projects and it's good for social media and your portfolio. But those little remodel guys that go in and do bathroom after bathroom after bathroom and just knock them out. Those are the little gold mines right there because you're going in and doing a door and panel here, a single door here, a splash panel, a, a 90. Um, you're doing a contractor, you might do four houses for them. They might have, you know, three, five showers in it um, if you're lucky, um, but it, it's all spread out. And those, those little remodel guys are just knocking, you know, three, five bathrooms out a month and you're just consistent with those guys. So, yeah, not always about and, looking, looking for those the big custom
0: awesome guys. Right, and I, another cool thing about that uh, with those guys is that once you've done a couple projects for them, you really, you know them, and they know you. So it's like, you don't really have to ask those questions. Like when you get there, it's like, you don't have to figure out, oh, is he going to want this on the center of the curb? Is he going to want me to move it all the way out on the edge? Is he going to want this hardware? Is he going to want this kind of glass? I mean, you know, it's like, oh, he, he this is what he wants. And then, um, and it makes it so easy. I got a contractor like that. I've been working at his house. Just did, I think, the fourth bathroom at his house. I think he's got some more bathrooms in there. But um, it's like, so, but yeah, you know, I, you know, just touch base with him and find out when's a good time to go over there. And I go over there, I measure, I order, I do it, I bill him. You know, we don't even really have to see each other or talk. Uh, because he knows me, I know him, he trusts me, I trust him. And it's a great deal, you know. Um and, and like Brandon's talking about, you know, just get in there, get in, get out, you know, make that money. It's it's um it's easy. And there's you don't have that whole like grind every time of, like learning a new person and how they do things.
4: Yeah, we got we got those contractors like, hey, here it is, just get it done, bill me. They don't even want to quote, you know, they know your numbers, they know you're good to them. They just get it done and price it, um, or just send them the bill. But I mean, we've obviously got away from just doing the work and sending them the a bill later. Cause you can get, you can get you in a pickle sometimes, but <laughs> you, you build those relationships with guys where they feel comfortable working with you. So.
1: One, one of the things you want to keep in mind is you start to grow. And this, so this would be like for, for guys that are still wanting to grow and yourself, Brandon, if you, when you need to go to a bank to start getting loans, One of the things they're going to want to look at is what your customer mix is to see how many are contractors, how much of your business is one or two or three contractors, or do you have many? And then how much is homeowner stuff? So, because they know, you know, during the last two or three housing crashes, uh, the subs weren't getting paid. And so they want to mitigate their risk, right? So they want to make sure that you have a good mixture of clientele. Yeah. So as you're trying to grow your business, you really need to try and make sure you have those good mixes of clients.
4: Yeah, we actually just went through a bank change a year and a half ago, um, and I would recommend anybody to stay away from the big banks like Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. The smaller small business banks are going to treat you way better uh, on a personal level than those bigger banks um, with loans, line the credit and stuff like that, and credit cards. Um, they just help out a, a lot more. I, I think with the bank now, I've never been into the branch. The vice president was referred to me, came to my office. We set it all up. I have a commercial check scanner at my office. We scan all our checks there in the office when I have to go to the bank. I have an open-up account. I send an email, or if I have an issue, I send an email, and they just – and we talk through email or on the phone and never have to go into their branch, which is which is nice to not have to go to the bank,
5: so – it's
1: not,
4: making, not bad when you're going with making a you know, contact my right. banker. What's that, Chris? I'll
0: make it, you know I'll make that contact trip. By you. Banker, you just reminded me of something. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I had that similar experience, you know, this past year, we, uh, um, about a year, per, no, more like two years ago. Now we were kind of, we were kind of, um, pinched a little bit financially and I, I wanted to get some financing and had the same experience. You know, it's like, I've been banking with been banking with bank of America for many, many years. it's like, couldn't even get them to talk to me. So I went to a little small local bank and like, they really, um, they really took care of us. You know,
5: I,
4: I had Wells Fargo for 15 years. I had so many accounts with them. I had my payroll accounts with them. I ran in the beginning, I, I was running a million dollars through my bank account through them. Um, and, they wouldn't give me, and I had my uh, merchant services through Wells Fargo as well, and they wouldn't even approve me for a business credit card. Um, so I had to get a secured credit card through them. And then literally it just, it was a nightmare. And then when I switched banks and everything, uh, it, it was a way, a way better experience. And that would be one of my biggest recommendations would be going to a smaller, small business bank that's for small businesses, not the big commercial banks.
0: Yeah. You know, and along those same lines too. Uh, so I've been, you know, a corporation ever since I started, I've been incorporated and I've never been able to establish any credit as a corporation. I've always had to be the personal guarantor, you know, on every loan. And this bank, um, Santa Cruz County Bank, it's called, they actually uh, financed the corporation. So for the first time, you know, after all those years, you know, getting, um, had, got a line of credit in the name of the corporation where I'm not actually a personal guarantor. And it, um, it is, it's good too, for your, uh, you know, your Dunn's, you know, report and all that. I mean, you've got, you know, you, your corporation is actually like a real entity once it like owes money.
4: (laughs) Right. And like, like another thing on the banks, like when the whole PPP stuff was coming out originally and you saw, you know, Chase and everything, people's like, people had Chase, a lot of the small, small businesses, their loans weren't getting approved fast enough, but because they were picking and choosing whose loan they were submitting because they got percentages off of the dollar amount that they would get back. So, you know, they were getting the bigger small businesses loan pushed through because they got a percentage off. The amount of money that they pushed through
1: they also wanted to make sure that the loans that they had out there were going to get paid back too
4: that's but true because they were they had to stick their neck out on the line in front yeah. of that money to be able to and it took forever for the government to start paying the banks back that's <laughs> so
1: yeah they didn't want, you know if i owed them a few million dollars they didn't want me going out of business yeah right so they wanted to make sure that they would get our loan process quickly That's that's what I found out through a lot of the people I knew on the EDC.
3: Yeah, Uh, if you didn't
1: have a loan with them, no matter what your banking was, they had no risk. So yours didn't make it to the top of the pile as fast.
4: Right.
1: It was sad. It's really sad. The whole thing, how it played out.
4: Yeah, crazy how how it all works.
1: Well, well, that turned an odd angle (laughs) there from going, going from marketing to banking, but it was good. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, it's all connected. Something new, new, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's all money makes the world go round. Well, isn't that what we're all in it for? I mean, we all found this industry to be our livelihood. And yep. your livelihood is is providing for people for your family and your employees and your staff and yourself. Yeah. So and your customers I mean, too, you know. Without a doubt, you've got to you've got to have a good product then you do have to know how to manage your money and and take care of your finances to keep yourself solvent and and keep moving and investing. So it was really a good discussion. And I found a lot working with the EDC and small business in this area, most small businesses need that guidance, whether they go to a, a retired executive like a SCORE, which is a national organization of retired people or their local college that has a business finance, or find a mentor that has retired and just likes to work with small businesses. Uh, I think it's really, really important for every single business to have that type of mentorship or have somebody that they can call on. It takes a look at your business from the 30,000-foot level instead of being buried in the weeds. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
4: I know. So, I, I, have, I have a business financial coach. Um, over the last few years and, uh, I meet with them all the time. And it's, it's helped me out so much by just having him because he looks at my business looks, we set goals, you know, and, uh, are able to kind of grow and hit those goals and kind of see what, what I, not just what I want, what my wife wants, you know, what she wants in <laughs> out of the business. <laughs> um, and believe it or not, she's simpler than I am, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just good to have those people that you can call and can kind of talk you off the ledge sometimes.
1: And I, and I think that's what brings back to this forum here. I was telling Chris earlier that how I got calls from different people after being on this. It's amazing how many people watch this live stream or it's not live, the recorded version of it sometime during the week. It might even be Sunday morning at breakfast. Mm-hmm. They may save it while they sit down and watch it for an hour. Uh, so I, I've heard from three or four people that I've never seen their face on here, but they say, Hey, I saw you on Chris Phillips thing. We listen every week. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty cool. And I think we can mentor other startups or people that want to grow. And if we can help the industry, I think that that's, that's a win for everyone. Yeah, definitely.
4: Absolutely. I
1: think there's a
4: lot, I think there's a lot of people that that watch it afterwards and i mean the metrics might not show it either because there are times where you can scroll like on facebook you can scroll by something and it's muted and you're not clicked on the video you can just hit unmute and watch it and it doesn't it doesn't actually say that you're watching the video right mm-hmm. so right. i mean i think there's a lot of that too where it doesn't actually show that so it doesn't get those metrics and show actually how many people do really watch it i mean there's what 14 1500 people in the group now
0: yeah So right I think if I, you're sneaking around on a VPN too, it's like it doesn't really count you. You know, right?
1: Oh, it's all right. So. Is it from experience, Chris?
0: Yeah, you betcha.
1: You.
0: <laughs> I'm under the radar. I'd be curious how many.
4: Game. I'd be curious how many uh, fake accounts are in here of other people in here, just so they can talk <laughs> crap to people and then judge them not through their actual profiles.
0: Exactly, the trolls.
4: The guy with <laughs> no pictures on their Facebook, on their profile <laughs> picture in here.
1: Yeah. But uh, hey, One of the girls that reached out was Lacey Bell. And didn't she tell you that she was the one to control that other group? Yeah, they, so they
4: said that they, they reached out. We had that conversation. You remember we are saying, well, yeah. I was telling Bill, I was like, I think we got banned. And then they watched the video and she reached out and she's like, no, the Facebook shut the group down like, we watch this all every Wednesday and we love what you guys are doing. We love the content that you guys put out. Um, and it was a good conversation. Um, but who would have known that I had a guy. So one of my vendors in, um, here local, uh, someone went in and then asked if they knew who I was and they're like, Oh yeah, we watched, he, he watches the thing. Like, I don't, I don't even know who he is. Um, I've never met him. Um, but he watches the Wednesday night calls sometimes. So,
0: well yeah, you know, I have to say, I mean, uh, with the ex- the exception of myself, um got a great panel here. <laughs> I mean it's like you guys are some pretty um some some pretty uh inspiring, you know, individuals. I mean, I, I uh really proud to be, you know, I think of you guys as my friends, you know, come to hang out here every week together and it's like it i think it's a big deal man to um
4: i think you're cutting yourself a little <laughs> short chris <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just lucky i just you know i just ended up with some good friends you know but uh no i, I think it's really cool i think that the the quality of the content and it's funny you know to think that uh, people sit around listening to this you know but um but I do, you know, it's like, I I'll always listen to the, to the podcast because I miss stuff. I'm, I'm here, I'm kind of watching everything. I'm trying to make sure that if there's people making comments in Facebook that I, you know, I'm responding or, um, you know, kind of changing it up so that it's not always the, the same view um, and making sure people get in and get out. So, but I miss things. And when I'm listening um, in my truck or, on the job site or whatever, it's like, oh wow, I, I didn't even, I didn't even hear him say that, that's really good stuff, and it's funny, it's those little, like, throwaway lines that people say that can really make a difference um, in your perspective, you know, about business or how you, you're you dealing with customers or vendors or employees or bankers, you know, or or whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah,
4: it's definitely those little nuggets that, mm-hmm. like, between a conversation between, you know, myself or someone or Bill and someone, it's like something could be said and just passing almost. That's just, but to somebody else that's just starting up is like, oh man, that's like gold right there. Like I, that's awesome that I just learned that. And that's where like Gary V. Gary V. has, he records his life. Like he's, he has a videographer that sits there and records them all day. And all the things you see are just snippets from his daily stuff. You know, those little nuggets that they go back and grab
0: so that's awesome
1: yeah we should do that with chris should have a videographer follow chris around all the time right yeah
0: totally that would be a boring job
1: yeah Yeah. well you wouldn't be under radar (laughs) (laughs)
0: because yeah so it's kind of getting to you know it's like hard to imagine somebody just sitting and you know watching this video or listening to the podcast you know but But if you love shower doors, you're in the shower door business and you love shower doors. I mean, this is the thing, man. You know, it's the thing thing to do. You know, it's got to be a shower nerd, you know, and I totally appreciate it.
1: All right. Let me make a suggestion, Chris, for next week. All right. Have everybody uh, do like a, a video of their truck, both, you know, what they drive and how the inside is set up. Or if it's a pickup, you know, they have tool bins on the outside, whatever it is. It'd be really good to see the randomization of what everybody has and how they make do, where they keep those spare parts. And oh, it's just insightful. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, may see, I may see something on Steve's truck or Elvin's truck and say, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. And vice versa. It, it's really cool to see that. Just do a, a one minute selfie video and do a walkthrough through your truck and send it and email it to Chris. And maybe. Chris, if you got a chance, you can compile it.
0: Yeah, that's a cool idea. I'll that'd do be, it. I'll do
1: one. That, that'd be really fun.
0: It's that, because it's that, it's
4: that stuff you can't look up, right? You can't just Google search that type of stuff and be like, how are these trucks set up? Or I wonder, like, you, you can actually see different, different people's perspectives on how they run their business in, out of that truck.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, some guys still have the poles, uh, the stakes on the outside on a glass rack. And other guys won't do it. They'll tie it up. They'll use straps or ropes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some guys don't carry it on the outside. They put everything inside a truck. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you secure it in there and keep it away from your toolboxes and everything else? What kind of toolboxes you use and how you stay organized? It's all that type of thing. How, how are you for efficiency?
4: Now, now what Bill is saying, is just Everyone's going to go back and make sure their trucks are top-notch. Man, <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: truck it's a sure good chance
5: to organize now. You guys need to clean this truck. <laughs>
0: Continually raise the bar, right? Right. <laughs> Beyond your best behavior.
4: No, I had a guy break a. I I had a guy um, that just came back to work for me. Um, always worked out of a pickup truck, and now he's in a van, and broke a piece of glass pulling out of the van, and he's like, oh, I know how I did it. I'm going to come in on Saturday. And he welded up some stuff and fabricated just so it was protected the way he wanted it. And um, we're outfitting all the trucks that way because it's a good safety feature that he put in there. Um, but he came in and wanted to do it on his own time and um, setting the bar, right?
0: So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like a keeper, man. Yep.
1: So that's good stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like those mistakes are really important. You know, because uh, that's where we get our best ideas.
1: Without a doubt. Everything grows from opportunities. You just have to look at it as an opportunity to make it better. That's all yeah. it is. All I, look it is. At
4: I didn't pay to go to college. I just paid with all the mistakes that I had to pay for to learn what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> same, right? dollar, same dollar amount. You just get a four-year head start to try and make it back.
0: Right? So. <laughs> exactly it's tuition to the school of hard knocks
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so
4: no, good i think that'd be a good idea the trucks i think that's pretty cool maybe we can get whoever watches the video um if you're not on the call still send a video in of your truck like i see guys posting on glazer nation every now and then like, let's see your rigs and people but they're just posting outside what their trucks look like or let's see your wraps or something you know um but i think a video of the inside of your truck and how kind of explaining on how how you run your vehicle.
1: I think that'd be cool. And then, you know, make sure you say where you're from and show your your signage or whatever it is on your truck. Uh, And you'll get exposure on on Chris's page here. You get national exposure, but it would be pretty cool. And we get to know each other.
0: Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe get some ideas on, you know, alternative, methods of doing things
1: yeah exactly how you inventory how much inventory do you carry with you do you mm-hmm. keep backup. do you keep spares for your common things maybe the 80 20 rule uh,
0: <laughs> right
1: right you yeah. know there's there's stuff you know out of everything you use what do you use 80 percent of and that's the stuff you should be taking backups with but it'd be interesting to see what the setups are
0: yeah yeah, I'll write up a little. Um, I'll write up a little post and and encourage people to do that. Send in a video, you know, a minute, two minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just kind of go over how you set it up.
1: Cool. If you don't mind putting that up, and then you can screen share it and get a shout out to whoever sends their stuff in there. It'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. Just tell them no judging. You know, we don't want to hear yeah. bashing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just,
1: right. All right. That's cool.
0: Don't hurt my feelings, man.
1: Right, exactly. I know my
0: truck's ugly. I know it's a Ford. Don't make fun of me driving a Ford.
1: We have this inside joke at the shop. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the TV show uh, Ten Thousand Dollar Pyramid. So one oh, yeah. person set their back to it. The other one, and you're giving clues to the other person to guess what the uh, the topic is. And we do this all the time. Say, so, okay, rusty razor blades, ketchup packets, uh, salt and pepper packets. And the guy goes, What's in a cup of a of your truck, right? You go to clean some guy's truck up and it's all that cruddy stuff in there. Oh, every single truck has it.
0: Right.
1: Love it. Sugar so on the,
0: on the topic of marketing, how about you, Bill Dobman? What are your words of wisdom, man, about, um, about this topic?
1: i tell you, you know, uh, when we really started pouring money into marketing, our business grew exponentially exponentially but we really wanted to go after a lot of the homeowner stuff we do everything from newspaper believe it or not but they say that the last person that's going to read a newspaper is going to be in naples florida it's just the way it is the older people they still like their coffee and newspaper rest of the world's not like that Uh, the tampa market the orlando market the uh the Boca market they're all mobile they're on your pads or their phone ipads phones or uh, laptops at work but Naples still the newspaper. Do newspaper, a lot of social media, whether it's LinkedIn, like Keith is controlling LinkedIn. Uh, I do Facebook, Donna does Instagram. So we kind of spread it out throughout the company for those posts. We do have an SEO guy that helps us for our rankings as well. Elbin, you, you guys did an amazing job. You're absolutely right. Your website is top notch. Every time we do a search, uh your website is right up there so your guy's doing a good job for you for sure Um, but we do that the social media uh, we assign salespeople to go to the builders uh, associations chamber of commerce functions remodeling associations interior decorators and designers and then we host a lot of events at the uh what we call lunch and learns with architects designers um so we do everything for marketing. Everything's about marketing, everything. And installers all have light labeled shirts. Their back is basically an advertising board. So when people come in and see the installation, they say, oh, you do wine closets too? You do railings too? So why not? You're already in the house. Yeah. We yeah. even had the top of our trucks logo because there's so many high rises here and the old people love in the springtime sit out there and see who's coming in the community so we put logos on the roofs of the truck and it, and it really worked wow. out well yeah smart man yeah that was going for a hundred dollar logo stupid right. not to do it we, we
4: did that we did that on some of our vehicles the logos on the truck we worked in a lot of big houses
0: you can see down on and stuff like that so
1: yeah it really does it's it's smart it's good stuff
0: You can put a great big QR code on the roof of your truck, man. People can just scan it as you go by.
4: Speaking of QR codes, isn't it funny how it died and never took off? And then now because of COVID, it's back full force. And a lot of it had to do with Apple. Not You had to download an app to be able to do it. Now they made it where the camera just scans it.
1: I think that made a difference. And you're absolutely right. All the restaurants started going to QR codes for uh, for their menus. So I won't do a print ad now without putting a QR code there and then give them a video. So, so now every print ad turns into a video.
4: So we just, we just printed some new shirts. that haven't came in yet. And we actually we're te- we did a QR code on the back of the shirt. So you can do custom QR codes now. So we have a QR code that's on the back of the neck and it has a GTS logo in the center of the QR code for each one of our locations. And underneath it, it says, check out my glass and, uh, so you scan it, it's going to go to a landing page with a video and just kind of talk about our stuff or whatever, just to, you know. And I wanted to do it, just curious on how many people are actually going to scan your shirt. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? But it was just kind of a cool, cool idea of a shirt that we wanted to do. So,
0: yeah, why not, okay. right? Give it a try. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea, yeah. man.
1: Like Chris, if you wanted to give a message to somebody, you should have a QR code on the wall behind you where your ASAP sign is. So during this thing, we can take our phone and say, oh, look, it, Chris has got a video going on.
0: I should do that, man. <clears throat> yeah, I, I decided to do that, you know, with my products. You guys probably know, like, whatever whatever tools I send out, they always have a little QR code on them. So you can watch a video and see how it's, how it's used, basically. Be- so just-
1: yeah, and the beauty of that is it goes to a landing page. So you can control that any way you want. You want to change the message? Like Elvin, he says he runs specials every so often. You Use your QR code and then change your special next month. And that QR code's still good. You just change mm-hmm. the landing page. Exactly.
4: And that's how you track it. I mean, you can't, if you send it to your website directly, they can fill out a form on your website and it looks like they Google searched you and found your website and went that way. But with the QR code going to a landing page and they filled something out, you know exactly where they came from. And you know what's working with your marketing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's all marketing. I mean, you know, sometimes people think about marketing to think advertising. But advertising is just one aspect of marketing, right? I mean, it's all of this. It's branding. It's, you know, like what brand is talking about with like t-shirts. And so Bill is talking about like with trucks. Um, it's, it's all of that, you know, uh, websites and, and even much more than that, you know. So it's, it's a big topic.
1: Oh, it's huge, especially, again, depends where you want to be in your business and how you want to grow your business. And if you want to scale it, marketing is going to play a big, big part of it. Big part of it.
0: Yeah, you're definitely not going to do it without marketing.
4: I'll be honest. I mean, I I built my company out here with really no marketing in the beginning, all word of mouth. And, you know, I busted my ass to get where I was in the beginning, but I will never Open up another location or another business without marketing dollars first. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's just plain and simple. It's your marketing. I mean, everybody does it. Oh, look at all the Walmart. They market still. Like they don't need the market, right? They still market because they still get new customers, new things. Um, all the big companies have a marketing budget.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. You heard it here.
1: Hey, Chris, I'd like to put one thing out there for anybody that's listening, because we're talking about marketing and growing. Um, We're trying to grow and get help like everybody else here is getting help. But if anyone's trying to move to the state of Florida and looking for help, please reach out. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you're that same way in Phoenix and San Antonio, whatever. Florida's
4: got an awesome governor.
1: Yeah, they sure do. (laughs) <laughs> I sure do.
4: Even, even Arizona's <laughs> governors finally
1: stepped it
0: up too. <laughs>
1: yeah, a lot of them are going to have to real soon if they want to be in office. Yeah, yeah. Here I am in California. We we just won't talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I heard that recall was going pretty good. Said, yeah, they're
0: they're uh, stepping it up. So we'll see what happens next. Might might end up with uh. uh I don't even
1: want to say. Oh boy! But uh...
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it is California.
0: But yeah, right, exactly. But maybe, hey,
1: hey, maybe you want to move to Florida, Chris. Again.
0: I've, I used to live in Florida, as you probably know, and um, it's yeah. a beautiful place. I wouldn't mind going back there. Come to work for you, Bill. I'd
1: uh, have you in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, man. Absolute <laughs> heartbeat.
0: It could happen. <laughs> All right, you guys. Hey, thanks again, man. I really appreciate y'all showing up. It's always, always a good time. Good night, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.